Heroes of It's so weird that iPad doesn't have a WhatsApp app, isn't it? Are you on your iPad? I, I'm talking to you on my phone, but I <laughs> wow. have uh, my iPad up for the links and stuff. Because 21st century, baby. That's insane. I'm on my Macintosh and you're on your iPhone. Insane. Well... Isn't this just amazing? It's been so long and we are finally back in the chairs, back in our um, respective chairs in our different towns in the UK. And we're back recording a podcast. This is so exciting. So exciting. I am absolutely jazzed. And thank you. I do want to, I want to kick, kick off. It's Chris and Colin here. It's been over a month because my life has been a um, quicksand melting pot of... Uh, annoying drama so i really appreciate everyone's patience and i want to say as well before we get too far into anything colin has been an absolute sweetheart and an absolute babe in his patience and his understanding and his general willingness to cope with my absolute shit like ability to commit to stuff and i think there's been twice where i thought i'd be on it and i haven't and it's just been Really sweet to have you having my back, Colin. So thank you. I appreciate it. And thank you, everyone, for waiting. Because now we're back. We're back better than ever. And I'm ready for 2020 switchos, baby. Well, the thing is, like, you could say it's me being sweet. You could also say it's me being lazy. Because yeah. I haven't done anything in, like, <laughs> yeah. six weeks. Because you could have put out a couple of solo episodes, mate. I mean, come on. I know. I know. It's been pretty poor form. The 29th of January was the last episode. So we have done a few in 2020. Yeah. But... It still feels like a new year and a fresh start because it's the the fourth of March. It's, and it's been three years since the Nintendo Switch released, which is insane to me. Absolutely Whoa. insane. I've had a Switch for about two years now, I think, or maybe come, must be coming up to three years. But uh, I can't believe it's been three years. That is insane. Absolutely insane. Because I remember all the hype. Um, it still feels like a brand new console, but yeah. really, it's probably about halfway through its lifespan now. About five, six years is the general um, lifespan for consoles these days. Because the Xbox One and the PS4 been out for about six, seven years. Is that right? Yeah, right? I think it'll be seven years. That's crazy time. So Nintendo probably working on the next big thing. You know? Do you want to know, what, you want to know what's really bad about the Switch? Is it's been what's out for that? three years and it still feels like... Do you remember when I came to yours and the the menu um, interface had leaked and everyone was freaking out because of how simple it looked. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's been three years and Nintendo have literally done nothing with how the, with how it feels. Like, it still feels like it's so, so, so simple. And I've kind of oscillated because at times that's really annoyed me. And I've sort of been like, well, why, why can't I do, like, backgrounds? Why can't I do folders? All this sort of stuff. 
And then now I'm like, no, it's a thing of beauty. It's it's majestic. It's it's the Switch interface. How else would it be? <laughs> they've sort of like just gone about their business, Nintendo, and they've just focused on the games rather than yeah. focus on the interface. And because the games have been such high quality, people have just forgotten. I completely forgotten about all the uproar about the interface. Yeah, and you're right. I'm looking at the interface now because I've got my Switch with me, and it's just it's pretty basic, isn't it? Grey background <laughs> with... All your games in a line, not easy to navigate. Oh, and we still I haven't know. got we still haven't got Netflix. <laughs> That's what's happened. One day, maybe. Um, um, you've yeah. got your Switch out. What have you been playing over the last month? Uh, well, I've been playing. I finished. Well, I finished the main campaign of Super Mario Odyssey. I'm not oh, sure whether I, we spoke about it. Yeah, it was, it was good. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was a fantastic uh, experience, and I'm just sad that it took me, you know, two years to actually finally play it, or a year and a half, or whatever. But um, one thing that um, I found is with a lot of games, you know, like some people really want to 100% games and get absolutely everything. I found with this game more so than other games. Once I completed the final boss, oh, the boss battle, I assume it was the boss battle, final boss battle. I didn't really have much inclination to go back and find the rest of the moons. Oh, so, that's interesting. Um, I don't know what it was. I just, I sort of felt, oh, I've, I've done it now. I'm, I'm done. My experience is over. And I don't know why. Maybe I'll, I'll change my opinion and go back in at some point because the levels were really cool, especially the, um, the town one, New Dung City, whatever it's yeah. called. I really like that one and um, the underwater world as well. So, But no, I very much enjoyed my experience. It was a gorgeous game. It was just such a lovely game. It was just so lovely. I um, think with, with that game and with the... Um... Uh, with collecting all the moons, I was like you where I finished it and I sort of put it down. I wanted a break. And then what I think is really good about it is because it's so um, simple to interface with, you can at some point go back and pick up. And instead of choosing to go through and do the whole game again, you can just go and hoover up the moons because there's absolutely ton of them. And some of them, you can buy things to like mark them on the maps and stuff like that is doable. But it's so satisfying to just like try and desperately try and work out where all the single hidden moons are. And especially like when you get to the um, when you finish the end boss, that area which you're in has loads of hidden stuff and like loads of really challenging runs to do and things as well. So it's like, oh, it's a great game. I love it. I'm go- I think I'm going to replay it from from scratch, actually. I think I want to go back in because like those great moments are just you know there's a couple of them in there where the game just flips you on the head and one of them okay can we can we spoil this is this okay it's all right to be spoilers about this game isn't it it's like two and yeah, a half years it's, old it's been out ages so the moment in that game where you go back to the mario 64 um super mario princess peach castle is just impeccably well done and what i think is really special about it is when i first played the game through I was annoyed because I took a short, you know, you can take a shortcut to other worlds to get like um, hidden yeah, stars. Yeah, there's, port- there's portraits and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I went through a portrait and I, I found that this castle was there and it annoyed me at the time because I was like, oh, I wish I'd had that organic reveal. But now I look back on that moment and I'm like, oh, no, actually, this is the better way to do it because instead of being annoyed at the lack of organic reveal, I knew it was coming and then you had the excitement of like when am i going to unlock the princess peach castle level i think i think it's so smartly put together that game i really enjoy it and like it's such a go-to recommendation for anyone who's got a switch who just wants like a classic 
you know, feel good, great game to play. It really it mixes the old and the new perfectly. Really. Yeah, exactly. Embraces it like embraces the new um, game mechanics, but also doesn't forget about its past. Yeah. And does does and it does it so naturally. You don't really it doesn't feel shoehorned in. It all just makes sense and just it's just like such a nice love letter to all the Mario games of the past. And it's just it's just bloody great. <laughs> just yeah, so it's good. Really and this is coming from someone who's not really been a huge Mario fan over the years. I've been more of the uh, Sonic um inclination have you seen the oh song i was gonna say have you seen the film i've not seen it yet no oh uh, Colin, you're missing out is uh is jim carrey great is he yeah. the best good there is a, there is a part where jim carrey and uh this is a spoiler but whatever it's fine he's on such good like classic jim carrey form there's a part when he is like he's facing down the because jim carrey plays the baddie and he's facing down the goodie and he's like um I can't quite remember the line, but he says something along the lines of, oh, I see you've got yourself a new uh, new girlfriend there. Does she have a name or should we call her Collateral Damage? <laughs> it's just so stupid. Oh. It's great, mate. You're going to love it. I love zingers like that. Oh, Jim yeah. Carrey's... Here's a question for you. What's what's your favourite Jim Carrey movie? Mr. Popper's Penguins, of course. Cause I watched Obviously. Obviously. Um, that was a classic film that uh, lives long in the memory. But if, uh, say, Miss, in a world, in a bleak world where Mr. Popper's Penguins didn't exist, what would be your second favorite Jim Carrey film? I would lean towards Bruce Almighty. Yeah, I do love that. It's a great film. I didn't realize until a lot later on that that film did not review very well when it came out. No, no, no. I, I absolutely loved it. It was one of my favorite films as a teen. Well. Uh, when did it come out? 2003? So obviously a young... Oh, no, before I was a teenager, a kid. I used to absolutely love Bruce Almighty. I had it on DVD, watched it all the time. Just so darn good. But yeah, critics were well, kind I of... I think it. it's one of those ones that we... Um, like, our school played it quite a lot. Like, it was on when we were at secondary school. Yeah. And I wonder if that helps. Like, I, I distinctly remember watching it in school a couple of times. Um, yeah, I think, I think Bruce Almighty... And, yeah, I worry about how well some of it's aged. Um, but, you know, it's pretty good, all things considered, isn't it? Some people are on a stupid boat wearing a stupid hat. But others <laughs> are in the cozy new studio, sucking up all the glory. <laughs> so oh, good. Back to you, fuckers. So good. That's so good. <laughs> Amazing. Um, uh, let's think of one other. Oh, I, I also like Jim Carrey in uh, Liar Liar. That's also oh, a good one yeah. as well. Classic Jim Carrey. Uh, what about the mask? And- yeah, I watched The Mask a lot. I haven't watched it in years. Um, that was the 90s, wasn't it, that one? Um, yeah. That was good as well. And Ace Ventura? Stop it. Ace Ventura, yeah, it's all right. That's pretty much the same as The Mask, except he didn't have a mask on. Yeah. Same sort of thing. Uh, anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, I've not seen it yes. yet, but I, I do I do want to see it. And it shows they did it the right way. They redesigned Sonic, and it worked because it's made a ton of money. So fair play and it's actually lots of people are saying it's um one of the better video game films actually because normally they review yeah. terribly let's go see how much money it's made gross gross how much gross has it made uh uh what was its budget that's another good question sorry here we go here we go uh budget budget where's the budget of it it oh where is it well so far it's made 266 million that's good it's pretty good I yeah think. Considering it's been, it's not been out that long. Where's the budget? It, got, it made sixty million in its opening. That's pretty good. 
Uh, here we are, budget. So its budget was 85 million, and it's made 266 million already. Um, and that's obviously before DVD sales or streaming and things like that, and, and people can buy it. So that's pretty good. So it's made um, a almost three times its production budget. And considering that all the money they put into redesigning Sonic from the ground up um, after all the controversy, that's pretty impressive. So fair play to them. Fair play to them. Oh, and also another game I've been playing on Switch, to go back to Switch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I actually went back to playing FIFA 19 because I okay. forgot I had that. Uh, which is fine, but no one's playing it online anymore. So I'm just having to play Champions League with like the bots. And I've set it to the the, the difficulty levels are amateur. Um, oh, what is this? Amateur, professional, world class. It's basically one above amateur. And I'm beating teams like six, seven nil. So it's great. I feel really good, even though it's, <laughs> they're terrible. Um, and at points, I just let the other team have it and run past my defenders, but they just can't score. They sky over the bar when they're one on one every time. It's just, it's just embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Um, Attackers, mate. Yeah. And last game I've been playing over the past month is a game I bought when there was a sale on. Uh, I think it was the Valentine's um, sale or February sales. Um, it was called Hyper Sentinel, which I bought got for about fifty p. It was really really cheap. Um, gonna say not really that fussed on this game it's a is it 16 bit or 32 bit game where you're a spaceship uh you're going left to right um in this game and you have to blow up a ship which has gun it's basically like a bullet hell game it's like shoot where you're just shooting constantly trying to you have to shoot all the turrets and all the enemies but constantly you're going left you're going left then right left and right because the map's only so big um but yeah it's just a bit annoying really <laughs> it's hard I'm not enjoying it that much, but it's cheap. So there's that. Uh, what have you been playing, Chris? I've been playing um, quite a lot of Luigi's Mansion, awesome. which I'm enjoying a lot. And I was really happy to see won the animation award at the was it Dice Awards a couple of months ago? Uh, because I think that game is like Super Mario Galaxy is stellar with regards to how it um, how it looks and feels, and like the amount of polish. And I'm still not finished. I'm probably about halfway there, but it's very, very, very good. Uh, I've been playing Ape Out, which is this kind of weird, it's almost like Hotline Miami, but with a super hardcore jazz soundtrack, um, which mm. I've been enjoying. And it's very hyper violent and very much like high school based and or not high school based, but like, you know, quick reactions. You die, you come back in, you die, you come back in, clear the level, clear the level. So I'm playing that. And then I also, when I got internet in the new house, I bought Killer Queen Black, which has been really good fun. Um, this is a um, arcade game that's been bought to Switch where you play online this kind of 2D platformer game uh, with a bunch of win conditions so it's good but I'm waiting to have because teams are four of you or six of you uh, so I want to get a full team on so we can go online and kick some ass uh, I think it's four of you four of you four um, but yeah that's good and then I've just been sent the code for Bloodroots as well which I haven't had a chance to play yet but I'm looking forward to giving a go for that as well because the uh, um, publishers uh, sent us a code for that so we're very grateful and I will give that a go before the next game because that looks really for the next pod so that looks really good nice very varied games yeah, we've been playing my man yeah Me well I've been man. playing a lot of offline stuff because obviously I didn't have internet until fairly recently so that's why Luigi's Mansion and Power have been so good because I wanted something that I knew I could just like sink into yeah so yeah it's good you know it's all good um, do you want to talk about some newers well, yes. Let's, should we start by talking about the 2020 BAFTA Game Awards? Yes, um, hit me. 
And I can't believe we're on the 2020 ones. I feel like it's not been long since the 2019 ones. Obviously, it was last year. Because I think when we looked at the best mobile game nominations, there was a game in it which I saw that won... Uh, and I downloaded it and played it and loved it. And it was like a, a more of a story than the game. I, try, I can't remember what it was called. I'm going to see if I can find it. It was a basic game where you play as a young woman and she gets in a relationship. And it basically goes through um, the highs and lows of a relationship where you know they're in love and then it's the end of the relationship and how she comes out stronger the other side. But it was more the artistic artistic achievement of it than the actual gameplay itself because the game was about five pounds and it, you could complete it in about 45 minutes but i can't remember what's called i can't find the nominations for 2019 so oh, here we go mobile the year 2019 let me just quickly find out what it was then we'll talk about this year's game uh, uh what was it called oh my god pokemon go was nominated last year can you believe that wow didn't win though uh i know it must have been the year before but last year runescape old school won the best mobile game. There you go. I mean, congrats, RuneScape, I suppose. Wow. <laughs> I think uh, the mobile game is actually voted for by the public, I think. So that's not a surprise. I mean, looking at the games that were nominated last year, Fortnite, Clash Royale, Brawl Stars, RuneScape, uh, Pokemon Go, and Ro- Roblox as well were all nominated last year. How sick are you already of um, adverts for... Um, Raid Shadow Legends. Yeah. Is that the one where it says play it now? And then it just Yeah, adds. yeah. It doesn't tell you why, it just says play it now. And the it's most like, ambitious uh oh yeah, the mobile game of the year this year is voted for by the public. The most yeah. ambitious blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. So do you want to hear this year's mobile game of the year uh nominations? Nom- yeah, I'm looking at them now, but you read through them, my man. So we've got Assemble with Care made by Ustwo. No uh, idea. Call of Duty Mobile, which we both played. That's by a Super great Studios. game. That's a good game. Dead Man's Phone uh, by Electric Noir Studios. Yeah, Pokemon Go, again, by the Pokemon Company. Mm. Tangle Tower, SFB Games. And What the Golf, which I think you've played, made by Triband. I think, I don't think, I not played that, but wasn't, didn't that come out on Switch as well? Am I imagining Possibly. that? Oh, look, What the Golf. Oh, it's also corrected to What the Gold. So that's good. Uh, what the Golf. Uh, game blah, blah. is it? Oh yes, it's that golf game where it's not really golf because yeah, it was on Nintendo Switch. We have spoken about this because it wasn't really well. It was a golf game, but it goes really crazy where you end up like hitting lampshades and cars and bowling balls. Um, on the so rather than use a golf ball, you use loads of random things that make no sense. And yeah, it turns into a right. really weird game. Uh, so looking at those nominations, one game is glaringly missing, Chris. And do you know what that game is? If you say Harry Potter Wizards Unite, I'm going to hang up. Where is Harry Potter Wizards Unite? <laughs> because it's so good. Well, no, it's all right. But it's so good. <laughs> but Pokemon Go should win. Has it won? A t- has it ever won? I know the game's been out for years now. I don't know whether Pokemon Go has ever won. I'm sure uh, it's won okay. something for something at some point. Yeah, not for the BAFTAs. I mean, because this one's voted for by the public, I think the vote is probably... It's more a popularity contest rather yeah. than potentially the quality. So I would imagine that... Pr- Probably out of those, Call of Duty will win that, but I don't know. We shall see, because I would imagine that's probably got the biggest player base. I mean, Pokemon Go's got a huge player base, but maybe the Call of Duty game's probably got a slightly bigger one. I don't know, at the moment, yeah, anyway. Possibly. So, yeah, looking at those games, I would probably go for Call of Duty anyway, just because that's a... 
considering what it is, the first it's a first person shooter and it's you know such an ambitious mobile game. I don't know if whether you felt the same, but I felt with the, the mobile version of it, they did such a good job of putting it onto mobile and it's feeling it feeling right on mobile. I mean, playing first person shooters on mobile is always really difficult with the on screen controls, but I think I feel they did a very good job of it and it played really well. Um, and it also made everyone think they're really good at COD because it made um, it put loads of bots in. Didn't oh it? yeah, <laughs> it made you thought you were great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, with like a fifty-zero KD. Like, oh my god, I'm amazing at COD. No, you're not. Um, uh, an interesting thing I want to point out is that mm. in the best game category, there are two Switch titles: uh, yeah, Untitled Goose Game and Luigi's Mansion Three, getting some representation, which is nice to see as a Luigi's Mansion boy. I'm sure I'm really surprised about Untitled Goose Game. That really has just surged, hasn't it? Since it, I mean, when it was the first was announced and people were getting interested in it, it was all sort of seen as a bit of a parody, but it sort of took on a life of its own, really. And it's sort of been, you know, people love it. Um, and you're one of the people who who have played it. Um, yeah. So it's interesting. Um, I mean, it's up against some massive titles there. Um, obviously, Luigi's Mansion Free and um, Shadows Die Twice both massive games i'm not too sure what outer wilds is i don't recognize that one um yeah i think the thing with goose game is it what it really is 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 proof of how much people love original thought and like this idea of you know like a game which is nothing like anything else uh you know like we've played stealth games before we've never played stealth games with this setting with this physics with this control in this like you know, it really pushes the boundaries of what people expect from games, I think. Yeah. Outer Wild sounds really cool. You're on the planet and you've got 22 minutes until the world blows up. So that's interesting. Oh, on Xbox yeah. One and PS4. Uh, let's just have a quick look at a couple more of these categories and then we'll move on. Uh, what's a good one to look at? Evolving game, game design, multiplayer. Let's look at uh, original property. That'd be interesting. Death Str- yeah, Death Stranding's in there. Death Stranding is leading the way here. That's got a lot of nominations across the board for. Uh, I mean, there's a nomination here for um, performer in a leading role, and um, obviously, our boy from The Walking Dead, Norman Reedus, is nominated for that for Death Stranding. Uh, interestingly, uh, Gears Five has got some love in there. Laura Bailey, who plays Kate in Gears Five, is nominated for a leading role, and also Captain Price. Which is also yeah. great as well. Good old Captain Price. Uh, so uh, let's just do one more. Let's do narrative, and then we'll move on. So nominated for narrative, uh, control, disco, Elysium, Life is Strange two, Outer Worlds again, um, the Outer Worlds, and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. That's the only one there I've played, but I'd love for that one to win because the story's really good. But I don't think it will, unfortunately. I've been playing oh. more. I've been playing more of that, and as much as I love it, it's really great the save points are really frustrating. I'm up to a really tough boss and I keep dying and you respawn back where you last um, meditated. And the last meditation point before this boss is back before three other enemies you had to fight and also through a cutscene bit where you can't skip. So it's really annoying. You have to go through all that just to get back to the boss and then battle and then die again. Very annoying. Uh, Anyway, anyway, uh, any other any thoughts on the BAFTA Game Awards or anything you want to add to? Um, I'm just wanting to double there? check when the actual ceremony is. Uh, the awards take place on Thursday, the second of April. Uh, so we'll have the results from that in a in a month or so. Um, yes, because it's uh, it's early March now, isn't it? And yeah, we'll uh, see what happens when it happens. I mean, 
Death Stranding and Control lead the nominations. They've got 11 each, but you know there are a lot of categories in there where those those big games. What was it? The Dice Awards? Was it the T? Was it the um, Game Awards at the end of last year? Like sometimes you can have loads of nominations, but if you're jack of all trades, you're master of none. You know, so we'll see what uh, what happens. Um, and yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't throw Goose Game out of the bathwater because I do think people love it, um, and it is like a very unique and individual thought. You know, but is it enough? Uh, will the Academy? Uh, BAFTA fill that. I think they're probably going to be more into the more fancy, artsy, smartsy games than uh, the untitled Goose Game. So well, we'll I, see, I think it will struggle. Go got a good feeling. <laughs> we shall see. We'll reconvene back in April and we'll uh, see who wins. Uh, um, what's next? Yes. What's up? What else is up? So the other thing I wanted to talk about is now it's March time. And you know what that means, Colin? What does that mean, Chris? We are currently 16 days away from the release of Animal Crossing New Horizons, which comes oh, out on wow. March the 20th. There was a direct last week. Uh, I watched it. I bloody loved it. Of course I did. Course. And I cannot wait for this game. Now, you remember me in the dark, in the dark era of Animal Crossing New Leaf on the 3DS when we were, when we were covering 3DS and Vita stuff three or four years ago and how every, every week you check in what you've been playing and I'd be like, well, I've finally got the golden turnips and I'm growing the, I'm crossbreeding <laughs> the golden flowers and I'm filling up the museum collection, and Apollo's just moved in. And honestly, I can't wait for Animal Crossing New Horizons because it looks like they have really managed to hit the nail on the head of what people want with regards to making Nintendo games that feel new and interesting while still hitting on all the touch points that you know and love. Because that's been a kind of current problem, especially with like Pokemon and Mario Kart and Smash Bros, where these games get iterations and iterations but they don't always feel like they push the boundaries. Because Animal Crossing New Horizons really looks like it's, from how they're selling it, like it's going to really push the boundaries with the way that you you control the island and you control the flow of the ground, of the, the feel of the sand between your toes, Colin. Oh, the babbling brooks underneath the bridge, which you had commissioned as the, as the villager of the town. And up to eight people can live on one Nintendo Switch and four of them can play at the same time, which is really cool. You can travel locally and online. You can see Tom Nook, Isabel's there in a holiday shirt, which is obviously very, very cute. I've seen some of my old favourites, you know, the Able Sisters, the Nooks, Timmy and Tommy. I, I cannot wait. I'm so fucking excited. And the worst thing about this whole, this whole thing is that this game comes out and I'm on holiday the day it comes out. And I'm so like, I just don't know what to do. I think I'm going to have to preload it so that when I come home, the first thing I can do is go to the uh, New Horizons. Oh, I, I saw something about Animal Crossing recently about a character that appears if you do something. like. So that's Mr. Rossetti, who used to it. appear on old... You've really hit my nerves in here. So Mr. Rossetti used to appear when you reset your... Um, say something bad happened. And you would like reset your DS or your GameCube without saving. So then Mr. Rossetti would come up and he'd be like, hey, no resetting. Because the whole point of Animal Crossing is you can't win or lose. You can you just you just play, you know, you just live the life and see what happens. So now Mr. Rossetti is rumored is going to be in control of the Rossetti phone, which is going to be how you quick travel around the island and things like that. So we'll see. <laughs> I love stuff like that. And I'm hearing yeah, I can't wait. I see his you get it? Uh, I've never. The only Animal Crossing experience I have was that um, get that mobile game that came out maybe about a year yep. ago. Pocket Camp. 
Um, yeah, I, I couldn't get into that because you had to like make a, a campsite, didn't you? And it's all a bit weird. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it seems really cool. I, I'm liking as well. I'm seeing if you don't play the game for a certain amount of time and you go back in, like all the characters will acknowledge, acknowledge that as well. Yeah. Like if you don't play for like a month or so, they'll say, I haven't seen you in a month. Where have you been? Yeah, yeah, that sort yeah. Of shit. I like that. I like that sort of stuff. And people move away and move out and you can recruit different villagers. And it's like a living, breathing world. And if you don't check in every day, the world lives without you, and that's okay, you know, because you can't I, yeah. you can't play every day, Colin. No, I am really in, looking forward to having you talk about it every single day, like you did back in the uh, the early years of the podcast on the old 3DS. So, um, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. But I do need to pick up a new game. I was looking at getting the Batman Telltale series on oh, Switch. Yeah. I get the whole series episode uh, episodes one to five or one to six, I think it was. Um, for batman um i am tempted i am tempted because i am missing some telltale so yeah maybe well, I will if you do that we can do a um we can do another episode of telling tales our spin-off podcast yeah so episode two from three <laughs> three years in the making yeah it's a bit like um half the whole half-life thing isn't it where yeah, you, know, yeah. you get hope that's going to happen but it doesn't happen <laughs> and then they release oh, a yeah. vr version so there you go there uh, right so that's interesting when's that coming out again march 20th babes not long, my man. No, two weeks. days. Almost two weeks. Wow, that's fairs exciting. Can't wait to have you talk about it. But no, I, I'm I'm in the market. For, I mean, I'm still playing Fallen Order, um, yep. Star Wars Fallen Order. But I am really up for getting into another big Nintendo Switch game. So I think there's a lot of sales going on at the moment. I saw uh, Witcher was on sale um, for a while. So maybe a game like that. Um, we'll see. We'll see what comes. What yeah, comes I'm invest in Witcher. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Need something? Yeah. Oh, that's Skyrim. <laughs> mm? Well, Colin. Mm? Need something? To uh, talk about? I don't think so, really. I mean, we're just easing people back into the world of Heroes of Handheld because yeah. we've been off for so long and we didn't want to bombard you because, I mean, a lot of stuff has happened over the past month. I mean, uh, in the more recent times, we've had... Uh, um, We've had uh, gaming conferences postponed due to illnesses that are going around the world and things like that. And I'm sure we'll get more on that on E3 and things um, as we get nearer to those sort of stuff. But in terms of the fun stuff, uh, Pokemon Go is great. Her Wizards Unite is great as well. Adventure Sync on Wizards Unite is amazing. So many port keys, so many port keys. Um, they, had, they just had their Valentine, Valentine's Valentine's event, the second part finally ended because it, it was across two weeks. Yeah. Um, Lost Love Part Two, which featured Severus Snape, so that's good Aww. as well. Um, we had um, dragons appearing in the game again. The three-headed dog is appearing everywhere, which is nice because that's a rare one. So it's all great fun. Did you catch um, Snape with your Hunglebus Hunkledink, or whatever the fuck? <laughs> Blibbering humding, just the blibbering humdingers. Come on. Um, can I can I ask you something, Colin? You've been playing Wizard Unite for six months now. Yeah. Do you understand how greenhouses work? Um, they're a bit pointless. Yeah. Uh, but it is the only good point, in my opinion, um, of greenhouses is that when you see like an aroma coming from them, you know that someone else is playing the game and you're not alone. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. exciting because honestly, in Pokemon Go. Very often you'll see like you know gyms where there's battles going on. You'll see um, people have got lures on and stuff like that. 
But believe me, in Wizards Unite, it's very barren. It's yeah. very rare you'll see anything else in the game. So <laughs> but very, every now and then where you see like a greenhouse has got something growing in it, you're like, oh, yes, there's someone else playing the game, but there's no <laughs> point adding to it because it's pointless. I've got too many ingredients as it is, and I can't get any more because my bloody vault's too small. So, uh... so yeah, it's weird. I know no one else who plays it, and it is very annoying because it is really good. It just takes a bit more time and a bit more effort than um, Pokemon Go. I think Pokemon Go is more accessible. I haven't really spoken about the Pokemon Go battles because that had been just released when we last spoke back in January. So um, I, I do need to confess to you, Colin. Right. I've really given up on Pokemon Go. <gasps> um, I've re- I awesome. rarely I play it maybe once a week. I find the whole thing. I don't know what happened. I don't know what switch flipped in my head where the dopamine wasn't coming in anymore. Yeah. But I'm just at the point where, like, I just don't care. And, like, there's too much shit going on in that game and too many events and too much this, that, hatch this, garble that. And the worst thing is, every time I log on, I've had an egg that I've been incubating for about three weeks. It just won't hatch for some reason, some adventure sync thing, whatever. Yeah. I'm just losing oh, all faith in it. I just don't yes. care anymore. I think Adventure Sync was turned off for everyone, so you had to go and turn it back on. Yeah, I did turn it back on. Yeah. My egg still hasn't hatched, Colin. Oh, fuck that shit then. Yeah, although yeah. I did catch a um, 100... I think part of the reason I checked out is because they introduced these um, Pokemon where they either cost you like 200 candy to evolve, or if you traded them, then they were cheaper. So this this is kind of a thing from the games where there are certain Pokemon in game where you have to trade them to evolve them. And I caught a 100 IV, or I hatched a 100 IV uh, Bulldore, which is you know quite a cool, quite a rare Pokemon. But to evolve it, I have to walk for, like, I need to get 200 candies. Because I'm not going to trade it, because I don't, when I get it back, it won't be 100 IVs. Yeah. So I'm just, like, walking this fucking rock around. And it's like, <laughs> oh, the end of the world. I don't care, Baldor. Go and die. Yeah. <laughs> I, see, I mean, I'm maybe I'm just immune to that. Because I sort of just, I see all these, as you say, I see all these new pop-ups about vents, about rare Pokemon appearing in raids for about a day, or all these shitty things. And I just sort of ignore them and just get on go on with the game i i i don't know i have no idea any of these pokemon are called i have no idea about these raids i have no idea about trading pokemon for you know to get evolve them i'm just playing the game i'm just walking around i'm hatching my eggs i'm getting my day my streaks every day uh i'm walking pokemon that i need to get candy for so i can evolve them and i'm sort of just like ignoring all the all the all the noise around it you know yeah I'm just still enjoying it for the bare bones. I mean, I'm nowhere near as into it as I was because I just, as I say, most of it is just like one of my daily rituals now where I open up the game, get the Pokestop, get the Pokemon, and then sometimes I won't open it again. But um, yeah, I mean, that's a shame because back, I used to have times where I'd go out of favor with it and not play it for a while, but um, oh, you'll be back. You'll be back. Oh yeah, I'm sure I will. Maybe in the summer. Yeah. You know, you know, it's over when you eventually delete it from your phone. Yeah, which obviously I haven't, because you no. know, because I still, I still, I can still feel it a little bit. You know, you're not, you're not a madman. Come on, you're yeah. not crazy. Uh, right. So I think it's time to head out of here now. We've okay. had our fun. Time to get the hell out. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with this shit. <laughs> um, well, we'll be back next week uh, with more of the same, um, more hot 
hot news, hot takes, drop us an email. If you want to get in touch, hear us for handheld at gmail.com. You can tweet us at handheld podcast as well. And the website is here as handheld.wordpress.com. If you're so inclined to uh, say hello and say welcome back, we'd love to hear from you. Hello, 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 hello. Hot radios, hot breakfast. I've got to go de-ice the car. Are you really? No. It's, oh. a refer- it's a reference, man. Yeah, but it's a reference to a radio station we volunteered at almost a decade ago. And, oh, God, decade? That's scary. I know, it's terrifying, isn't it? Sean Burns, anyway. <laughs> Move on. Uh, right, okay. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. We're back on the hype wagon. We're here. We're, we're happy. Yeah. Get used Although, to it. Full disclosure, in two weeks, I'm away again on holiday. You dick. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, Still. we look forward to that. Anyway, yep. bye, everyone. Have a great week. Speak to you next week. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. bye.